Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode today where industry leaders share their insights because hackers never sleep. So damn it, darn it. Maybe I should not say that. Neither should we. Question number one. Brian, good morning. Good morning. In a few sentences, can you please share with us who you are and what you do? So it's great to be here. I'm the chief mobility officer of a company called NowSecure. We provide mobile application security testing solutions. I've been in mobile and security for over 15 years, dating all the way back to the original mobile, which is BlackBerry. And on my journey, I've seen a lot of things and tell a lot of stories. I'm here to share my story today. Wonderful. Thank you. Question number two, can you share with us what's the most fascinating uh, aspect of your position with your company that you're with right now during these silly times? It's certainly an interesting time. You know, the, the mobile has exploded in usage and dependency. If you think about being locked in at home with shopping and so on and so forth. Um, you know, what I love about my job and working here at NowSecure is we're on a mission to save the world from unsafe mobile apps. And we get to live at this intersection of, of mobile technology innovation and the cool new things that are built and the ugly security privacy gaps that are left. We try to help people innovate safely. Wonderful. Thank you. Question number three, we hear from other industry experts like yourself that, and you just said it, security is not only a major issue, but only growing. So when you hear that statement, what does that mean to you? Yeah, if we think about the, the every piece of technology is a new opportunity. Sometimes it feels like two steps forward and one step back. And for me, it's all about how do we take advantage of, of the new innovations and the cool technology that we all now live as part of our society? And how do we do that safely? How do we make sure people can experience them without losing private data, without risking their lives or health or otherwise? And that's, I think, cybersecurity has now become a concern because technology dominates our life and almost everything has a cyber risk associated with it. Again, I couldn't have put it better. Uh, and that leads us in right into question number four, the meat of the podcast. Uh, what insights or advice about not underestimating mobile app security and privacy risks would you care to share with our community? Yeah, I think a, a couple of key facts to get, get us kind of in line, right? There's lots of mobile digital transformation going on. There's lots of mobile pure play companies. Look at someone like Uber, for example, who only exists because of mobile. And so mobile's growing very fast. Most people don't know that 70% of all digital time spent over the internet data traffic, as well as time on screen, is now spent on mobile apps, not web apps, not laptop, not mobile web responsive. And so mobile apps dominate our usage scenario, especially the younger you are or the more mobile you are. But underneath the hood, we've been benchmarking the public app stores. There's about five and a half to six million apps in iTunes and Google Play for, for Apple and Google. We've been benchmarking those apps for about five or six years. And we find that 85% of those apps have security vulnerabilities and 70% leak private data that could violate GDPR or CCPA. That was 85% and 70%. That wasn't 8% and 7%. So those very high numbers speak to a really unrecognized challenge. And I spend a lot of my time as chief mobility officer being chief storyteller and sharing with people the realities of what's out there. 
Many of the apps you use today are safe and great for use. But the reality is that in the race of building mobile apps and innovating mobile apps, security often plays second fiddle and privacy often plays third or fourth fiddle. So as a result, the drive to innovate security is left behind. And the security tactics that we have applied towards you know, network and the perimeter or towards websites and web security, mobile is a very different architecture and so it requires different tactics. And so if you look at something even like the MITRE ATT&CK uh, framework, for example, there's a MITRE ATT&CK framework that covers all your traditional perimeter. And then there's a separate sub MITRE ATT&CK that's a framework for mobile specifically because of the recognition that mobile is different. Now, the good news is that the, the high security and privacy issue rate that I talk about or the risks that are lurking there, they're actually pretty easy to fix once you understand where those risks are, what those risks are and what to do about them. And so as a result, you know, organizations, once they recognize there's a set of issues here, they can then invest in understanding where their security and privacy risks are and then address them and fix them. It's actually easier to identify and find issues in mobile apps than it is in web apps, believe it or not. Um, and so you know, the thing to really share with other cyber experts, whether you're high in the executive team and you're thinking about what does cyber risk mean to my enterprise and, and whether I'm using you know, ISO, 27001 or I'm using NIST 800-53, you want security controls in there for mobile, all the way down to I'm writing mobile apps or an app, I'm an application security professional uh, who's doing pen testing, invest in understanding what cyber risk really is around mobile, recognize it's there and it's real, but it's also cheap and cost effective to address and move forward to address it in your organization. Wow. Wow, those are some scary numbers. I'm gonna go off script for just two seconds and ask you two quick follow-up questions. You had mentioned that currently the rate of uh, mobile pure play applications is about 70%. Do you have any figures of where that number is likely to go in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, so in 2017, the the, the analytical data of mobile versus web crossed the line. So in 2017, mobile surpassed web. In 2019, it hit 70%. In 2020, it stayed at the same number. And so trying to kind of figure out where it goes, 70 to 75% is probably the max because there's still use cases. Like we're talking laptop to laptop right now, right? So there's still use cases where you need the full screen, the full keyboard, the full laptop. But when we, we continue to evolve the digital time, mobile's that, that in your pocket moment in time, you can use anywhere, anytime. But so there's lots of micro minutes that get used on mobile. And when you start adding up all that screen time and all that right. data traffic that's transmitted, that's how you get to these really amazing numbers. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, and my second follow-up question is, you mentioned that the, the, while the architecture for identifying discrepancies and vulnerabilities is potentially easier, but it's also significantly behind where cybersecurity is on uh, uh, desktop apps. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to estimate, and you know, obviously you're not gonna hold you to it, but how quantifiably, how far behind mobile is uh, versus desktop? Right well, now? I think, 
so the, the, the overall quantification is really the fact of the 85% of apps in the app store have security vulnerabilities and 70% of privacy. That kind of tells us as a bellwether where we are. Now, I've never seen a statistic that says how many websites on the planet have security and privacy risks to know how far ahead or behind. But what I will say is in, in a large majority of the organizations we talk to, they have advanced network perimeter security capabilities in terms of people, technology, staff, and processes, right? They have intrusion detection. They're looking at XDR, whatever those things are that are network and perimeter security layers. When you then talk to them about what, what's the state of their web application security program, that's typically pretty advanced as well, right? So they're using various tools for the apps they develop. They're putting firewalls up in front of their website and layers of security and bridges and moats and all the rest. And then you ask them, what are you doing about mobile app security? And they're like, well, we do a little bit over there, but the mobile app guys are kind of rebels on their own over here doing these things or whatever. Mm. And so, so in, in the, if we sort of think about the gestation period of cybersecurity, you know, the early network perimeter stuff happened and web kind of got out of control without the cyber guys. And that was back in the 90s, right? In the 80s and 90s, web kind of spidered its way out of there and eventually cyber got involved with web to try to put some layers of security into it, but it was designed to be open and insecure the same way PCs were basically designed to be open and insecure. And then, you know, fast forward to mobile, the good news is that mobile devices, inherently the architecture, the sandboxing architecture of mobile devices make them a more secure runtime environment, but that doesn't mean the applications themselves uh, are secure. So there's a, it's just the natural hierarchy of how things have evolved over time, right? In, in terms of age, and, you know, there's just a lot more experience in network perimeter and web than there is in mobile. But we see mobile growing quickly because the strategic investments are going into mobile because the user population is going to mobile. Right. Right. So the attackers have followed mobile. We track uh, attacks and have a page on our website. And um, in 2018, there were about eight to 10 attacks that made the news. Uh, mobile vulnerability attacks or major data leakage scenarios in 20 uh, in 2019 that number was about 14 in 2020 that number was 42 in uh, 2021 here we're already at 20 mm. and we're only one quarter in mm. so the attack rate is accelerating on mobile because the bad guys have figured out mobile's a weak point because they've identified that it's a lower tested, lower defended infrastructure than the traditional web and network perimeter. And we see a lot of attacks that are actually launched through mobile, where mobile is the surveillance vehicle to learn and figure things out. And then they go ahead and attack the back end using brute force from what they learned from mobile. Fascinating, fascinating. I'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of our viewers who are gonna uh, wanna learn a little bit more. We're running a little bit low on time uh, for this 10 minute podcast. So I wanted to say thank you very much, Brian, for your insights. Uh, I think that you mentioned that you have an infographic. We'll link to that down in the description panel. Uh, we'll also link uh, several ways to get a hold of Brian. Uh, my name is Jeff. I wanted to thank you for visiting our podcast today, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much, Jeff.